time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Friday, October 30th, 2020. Happy early Halloween to everybody out there. Yes, we still celebrate holidays here in America, whether we're locked up or we're restricted from doing so. No, no, no. We are celebrating. It is Halloween, Halloween Eve, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Happy Friday to everyone out there as we finish up another work week, the last few days of October, and we'll be starting up a new month going into November very soon. Already looking forward to that because that means we only have two more months of this terrible year we've been going through, but we're going to stay positive today. I promise you that positivity all around. Happy Halloween. Candy for everyone. Let's just get it going. Uh, King size candy bars, whatever your favorite candy is, if ever there is a time to have a, uh, an overindulgence of sugar, we'll say. Uh, I think it's Halloween. But then, you know, Thanksgiving rolls along and Christmas. There's all kinds of sugar there, too. I know it's hard out there, all these uh, temptations. But you know what? On Halloween, have at it, guys. Have at it. Eat all the candy you want. Uh, it's it's what it's for. Uh, I'm not a huge Halloween guy. I've mentioned that to you guys a little bit on this show. And just talking with my girlfriend, Valerie, who's really into Halloween. She does all kinds of decorations. She's always working on things and this and that. But you know what? Uh, Halloween for me, I look back when I was a kid. When I was a kid, it was pretty awesome. It was it was a holiday you celebrated where you didn't have the day off usually. You, you went to school and you got some candy there and whatever you did in after school or afternoon, you know, there was usually something going on. You dressed up, you could school was just different when you could maybe wear a costume or something or other, right? Have a Halloween party at school. Um, but then for me, some of the memories I have of Halloween, it was funny. We always went to my grandmother's house in uh, Covina, my dad's mom. And every single Halloween, I don't know why, I don't know why this was a thing. Tuna casserole, tuna casserole was made by my grandmother, Lois. Uh, and we had to have all our dinner. We had to eat it, uh, there at the table. We had a nice dinner and it was always tuna casserole and we had to finish that all up or we couldn't go out trick or treating. So we were just chomping at the bit, ready to go and just scarfing down some tuna casserole so we could get out and trick or treat on uh, Halloween night. And those are just some memories I have. I remember dressing up as a ninja one year. That was probably my favorite costume of all time. I just thought I was the coolest, uh, you know, at, at whatever I was, nine years old, eight years old or something. And then going around and those big bags of candy. It felt like every year the bags of candy got bigger. Just awesome. Just absolutely awesome. And and coming back, you know, from walking the streets, It was we went the same route every year. I don't know what you guys did. But I, we were always in my grandmother's neighborhood and a couple different streets here and there. Back to my grandmother's house. Mom and dad would search through the candy, right? Make sure everything was okay. And then, all right, go ahead, go ahead, have at it. But they'd always warn you, hey, you're going to eat, you can eat, you know, a good portion of your candy, but you need to go to bed on time. And anyway, those are some of the fun memories I had from Halloween growing up. As I became an adult, I don't know, I, I was, I kind of just, 
didn't like it a whole lot. And uh, it, it changed. It definitely changes. You're not out trick-or-treating. And I know in our state now, in the, the terrible state of California, it's almost outlawed. Well, it is, you know, it is uh, discouraged and outlawed. But you know what? I think there's going to be a lot of people who are still going to go out and do their trick-or-treating. I think it is their right as Americans to do so. And if anyone knocks on our door at our home, I can promise you there will be candy distributed. We will, we can use gloves. We can do whatever you want, uh, guys. But Halloween and trick-or-treating must go on. The show goes on despite this lockdown and all the crazy things we are seeing. So happy Halloween to everyone out there. I'm not that into it. But you know what? For me, you know what Halloween really is? Uh, it, it kicks off the holiday season. And I know I'm going to talk more about this stuff later. The whole happy holidays thing. Uh, that's not for me. I am all about uh, distinguishing each holiday. Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy, you know, Merry Christmas. Whatever, whatever you, you're, you celebrate, that those, those are the things I celebrate. So I wish that upon other people. If you don't celebrate Christmas, I totally get it. It's all good. But for me, Halloween is almost like, okay, we do this little spooky thing. And then November 1st, bam, it's Christmas time. And yes, I know Thanksgiving is first, but I don't know. I kind of tie Christmas and Thanksgiving like almost in together. Valerie disagrees with me, but what are you going to do, fellas? What are you going to do? It's time to start doing Christmas cards and get all that stuff out. And uh, it's going to be a crazy, crazy time this year. I know that. Uh, I did receive some news that I could actually be working on Christmas Day this year, Christmas Eve and such. So that could be a challenge for me. I'm not uh, so excited about that, but hey, life goes on. We'll work around it. I'm excited about the holidays. I hope everyone uh, celebrates responsibly um, here on the uh, in, in California or wherever you guys are. Celebrate responsibly. Have a good time. Dress up. Do whatever you do. Uh, you know, happy Halloween to everyone out there. We're actually having a party looking forward to that. Uh, I, I gotta say I'm a little, I, I do not like dressing up. Let me tell you, I do not, I don't like dressing up for, uh, occasions, specifically Halloween. I don't want to wear a costume, but I will say this year, I'm a little fired up about my costume. I mentioned it with Bill Barnes on Wednesday. Uh, I kind of started to put it together and everything on Thursday night, and I'm pretty excited about it. I'm pretty excited about it. We'll have to post some photos on the Get Home Safe Facebook page and the other social media accounts. So stay tuned for that. Uh, hope everyone is doing well. Hope everyone is uh, just ready for uh, a fun weekend, a Halloween weekend, Halloween falling on a Saturday night. Kind of weird, kind of weird, but you know, it happens once out of what, every seven years. So it happens. It happens. Anyway, uh, today on the show, let's talk about a few things. First of all, We have our Suds with Studs segment, which for those of you who are new to the program, on Fridays, we generally do just a five, 10-minute discussion, a tribute, if you will. Uh, I don't always have a bunch of information or uh, biographies of these people, but we try to take a few minutes just to talk about somebody who's either been in law enforcement, been in the military, maybe been a firefighter, someone who's just their story. Uh, of their life, or maybe just one significant moment has been something that really can inspire all of us. Um, You know, it started when I first started it, I was talking about a lot of medal of honor winners. So that should give you an idea really of 
the type of people we like to talk about here on our Friday segment, Suds with Studs. And we call it Suds with Studs because uh, if it were at all possible, these are people we would love to sit down and have a beer with. A lot of them have passed away, either killed in combat or on the job or just, you know, old age. So um, we can't seriously do all that with, you know, sitting down and, and having a beer with someone, but it's the thought that counts. So that's why we talk about them on Fridays, uh, suds with studs. So we'll have a very quick, very short, uh, discussion about somebody today, right before our main event, if you will, the, the, uh, the long form interview that we've been doing on Fridays with a guest, uh, in our new format here. And for those of you, uh, who are new to the program and, and even to those who have followed this show for a while, uh, our Friday episode is very similar to what we've been doing the past few months where we interview someone, talk about their life, talk about their experiences, their journey. And, and today we're going to do that again. Uh, today on the program, we're going to be joined by Brian McDermott. Brian is a roommate, a fellow roommate of mine. There's a lot of people here in our Cassell Castle house. Uh, Brian is uh, the brother of Lauren McDermott, who is uh, the girlfriend of my roommate, former roommate or current roommate, uh, Mike, Mike Jarbo. So I hope you're remembering all of this. There'll be a test at the end of the show. Just kidding. But it used to be just Mike and I, uh, then it was, uh, Mike and our girlfriends now. And then Brian McDermott, uh, he's here as well. So it's one big happy family, uh, most days. No, all kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, it's a great, uh, relationship uh, we have with everyone here at the Cassell house, uh, all five people. And, and I just uh, couldn't be happier, uh, with, uh, everyone who's here, uh, who comes and goes kind of with families of friends and everything. It's just been a tremendous experience in living out here in uh, Eastvale and, uh, we're very blessed, all of us. And Brian has uh, been here a few months now. And so him and I, we chat, we we talk, uh, we pass in the hallways and joke about different things. We joke about our, uh, you know, our sports teams and our, our affiliations and things we, we like to follow. We do talk some politics, some current events, uh, just all kinds of stuff. So he's a great guy. I am excited for you guys to hear him today. Uh, he's going to talk about a lot of different things. Again, his sports team, some of the podcasts he likes to uh, listen to. But one of the big things, and I know this is going to shock some of you, uh, Brian's going to talk some soccer with me. Yes, you heard that right. I do not like soccer very much, but Brian is a proud Celtic supporter. And it's not the Boston Celtics. It is the Celtic football club from the Scottish Premier League. So he's going to fill us in about all of that. Um, I've actually been to a Celtic fan convention that we, he and I will discuss. Uh, I know that surprises some of you, but again, I'm, I'm opening up some of my culture now, guys, I'm trying to be, you know, more welcoming and more understanding of all these different things. So I'm not a soccer guy, but I appreciate the people that are into it. And you know what? It's going to be a little different. Uh, conversation today because we're not talking about all of the American sports and everything. We're going to get into, um, you know, some international soccer and discussions and, and more so just the, you know, kind of honoring your heritage, knowing where you came from and just paying tribute to all of that. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear this today and uh, we're going to get right into it. Let's not waste any more time. It's Friday. It's Halloween Eve. I know a lot of people will probably be celebrating tonight, but what better way to kick off your Halloween weekend festivities then with a great episode of the Get Home Safe podcast. So we will do a quick tribute, a quick rundown of our Suds with Studs segment. 
That'll be pretty brief. And then we'll go right into the interview with Mr. Brian McDermott. Well, guys, as you know, on Fridays, we have been doing a segment we call Suds with Studs. And basically, it's a segment that we pay tribute to somebody who has served admirably, whether it be a police officer, someone who is in the military, uh, someone who has been a firefighter. It could have been just everyday citizens as well. Uh, We just talk about someone very briefly about, uh, you know, kind of their character, some of the things they've done, just uh to try really try to really encourage you guys to go out there and read a little bit more about somebody, look up their name, uh, just pay tribute to somebody, and we call it Suds with Studs because if it were at all possible, these are some people that we would love to sit down and have a beer with, and and you could uh, be assured that it would not just be uh, the first round that we would be buying, but all of the rounds. So that's the name we came up with. We do a quick, very brief segment on Fridays before our interview uh, that we've been doing for a few months now, and, and I'm really proud of it. We continue to talk about some very, very uh, amazing people. And so I, I would encourage you guys to not only uh, gather information, just kind of look up these names that I mentioned on Fridays, but also if you have any suggestions, feel free to send them my way because we're always looking uh, for, for someone to talk about. Uh, today, I'm going to talk to you briefly about William Harry McCraven, a uh, retired United States Navy four-star admiral and uh, he was born in November 1965 excuse me 1955 and uh, I I just want to say a few words about him basically he's 64 years old now but uh, he is an admiral and I think he's probably well it's hard to say most known or best known for Uh, he gave a commencement speech at the University of Texas in 2014 and it was one of the best speeches I've ever heard. And, and keep in mind, this is someone who's gone through the military, has been in the Navy, was actually in the Navy SEALs, and he's a, a retired admiral. I mean, the highest uh, level you can get, really, uh, in the United States Navy. So he's a Texas guy. Uh, that's a big reason he was speaking at that um, commencement service uh, that day. But uh, and Mr. Mr. McRaven, he, he really has had... A, a, a big list here of uh, achievements in combat. He served in the Persian Gulf, in Operation Desert Shield, Operation Desert Storm, uh, Operation Enduring Freedom, the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, Operation Neptune Spear, just countless awards. Uh, the Defense Distinguished Service Medal, uh, Defense Superior Service Medal, Legion of Merit, the Bronze Star Medal, just uh, so many uh, achievements really from his service but also his leadership and i want to focus really today on that commencement service uh, that he spoke uh, to the graduating class at the university of texas in 2014 all you got to do is look it up look up uh, admiral william h mcraven m-c-r-a-v-e-n and uh, you can hear that speech he's in full military full navy uniform and he gives a rather powerful speech about changing the world And even though it was six years ago, I think it is really relatable to today. It was real powerful. And you know what? The first thing 
uh, Admiral McRaven said to do if you want to start changing the world? I mean, what would you think would be the first thing? I, I, I really don't know. I don't know about changing the world or, or if I have any power to do that. But you know what? Uh, Admiral McRaven, the first thing he said to do is to make your bed in the morning. And, and as weird as that sounds, as, as kind of eye-rolling or fully, however you want to say it, as odd as that sounds from an admiral, someone who has served in the United States Navy for a very long time, um, you know, he, he, he paints a picture for you. He really, he, he puts it all together. He says, basically by making your bed, that's the first thing you do in the morning. It's the simplest and probably the, the, uh, the clearest way to start a level of achievement. It's, it's you literally getting out of something that you were just asleep in and then making it. And now you look back and, hey, I've, I've achieved something today. And it, it's kind of like a snowball effect. Yeah, I think it, you know, if we're being honest, making your bed, does that really change the world? Uh, I don't know that it does or not, but it's really interesting in how uh, Admiral McRaven uh, talks about how that's just the first step. And throughout his speech in that commencement address, he really does a great job of, of painting a picture and just encouraging young people. I think it's relatable to all people. And, and even though it was six years ago, uh, it's really um, relative now. So if you're looking for some encouragement, if you're looking for uh, maybe some inspiration, I encourage you guys uh, today, do it today. Uh, William H. McRaven, look up his commitment commencement speech at the University of Texas in 2014. I think all you have to do, uh, if you forget his name or whatever, just say uh, Google uh, speech about making your bed, uh, you know, from from an admiral or whatever, and something it'll pop up. It's amazing what we can look up these days. But anyway, uh, to uh, William H. McRaven, again, a a rather quick Suds with Studs segment today. I I just want to mention his name really, but I want you guys to go go take ten, five, ten minutes, whatever it is. Listen to that speech. I don't want to try to echo what he said because it won't sound as good. I, I want you guys to use the old Google machine, go to YouTube, however you do it, and look up uh, Admiral William H. McRaven. Look up his speech. You'll see it right there on YouTube, and it, he'll pop up. He's in his full uh, Navy white uniform, and he talks about uh, changing the world. And, and he starts it with the whole making making your bed thing, but he just lays it all out one thing after another that you don't have to be in the military to appreciate or understand. It's just something that uh, it hit home for me. And, and honestly, I don't make the bed every day, uh, but, but I sure try to. And every time, it's, it's funny, almost every morning, I think of that speech. That's how powerful it was uh, for me. So anyway, if you guys get a chance, check it out. I really encourage you, but uh, today on our Suds with Studs segment, I do want to say to Admiral McRaven, um, you've served the country admirably, sir. Uh, Your speech, it really spoke to me as I know it spoke to so many people uh, when you did it that day and, and it still lives on. So thank you for all you have done in serving the country and in being a leader. And I can honestly say in some ways you have changed the world, uh, just off of your speech even, but, but we know you've done so many more other things out there, 
um, and, and just serving. And uh, you are one of the many types of people we love to talk about here on Friday. So to Admiral William H. McCraven, uh, you are someone I would absolutely love to sit down and have a beer with. And I can promise you, sir, that I would not just be buying the first round, but all the rounds. As we continue, guys, to talk about uh, great people like this on our Friday segment, Suds with Studs. Okay, joining me is Brian McDermott today, or tonight, I should say. You guys will hear this episode on Friday, but I am recording with Brian. It is Tuesday night, pretty late at night. I just got home from work. Brian's got to get up pretty early for his job, so uh, I appreciate him taking the time out of his late evening to spend some time with me and uh, chat. But Brian is one of my roommates, although for not too much longer. He'll be moving to another state soon. We'll get to all of that. But Brian's a big sports fan, but unfortunately tonight is not his night. Uh, He happens to be one of the few people in Los Angeles who's not a Los Angeles Dodgers fan. And tonight the Los Angeles Dodgers won the World Series first time in 32 years. Brian, I'd ask you how you're doing, but I I know you're probably not feeling too good. It's unfortunate, Matt. It's unfortunate we had to do this on such a somber night. (laughs) Uh, It's been a long time in the making. I know I've... uh kind of bailed on a couple of recordings just because I, uh, yeah, you know, just hey. things get in the way. And uh, 20- I appreciate you still keeping me on the list and the invite list and not <laughs> shunning me. So thanks, man. It's good to be here. Of course, dude. Absolutely. I know you took a, it, it was a long journey for you. A couple, couple steps up a flight of stairs. Yes. Uh, you know, you live right downstairs. I'm, I'm the upstairs guy here next to the studio, but uh, you know, Brian, I'm not much of a Dodger fan anymore. I, I do follow that. If, if someone's got to win, I kind of want them to win above all. Okay. Um, I've been a Dodger fan, you know, my life, a whole life. And my, I think of my grandparents tonight they were my grandmother specifically was a really big Dodger fan, but mm-hmm. I have here, Brian, uh, this is, this is a drink that I only pull out for special occasions. And tonight with the Dodgers world series championship, I figured, I know you wouldn't be happy, but I figured I'm going to have something anyway. I appreciate getting it. off of work that I, this is a Jack Daniels, Frank Sinatra uh, version. So the, uh, this is to the Los Angeles Dodgers and the city of Los Angeles. While it is still upright, Toast. I am praying that after a Laker championship, I know that one hurts you too, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, after a Laker championship and a Dodgers championship, that the, the city is not burned to the ground. So cheers to LA and Los Angeles. Salute. Ah. Ooh, Mr. Sinatra, great blend. Uh, but but Brian, 2020 has been a rough year, and I think the past month or so, a couple months, it's been a little more rough on you. You're a very big sports fan, uh, but you're one of those guys that's a Los Angeles Clipper fan yes, as well as an Anaheim uh, Angel fan. So yes. the Angels didn't make the playoffs. The, the Clippers, everyone was hoping they were going to play the Lakers. Uh, what are your thoughts on your two favorite sports teams? It's been a disastrous year. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Fauci's had a better year. Our <laughs> medical systems had a better year. Yeah, it's been it's been rough. I mean, you know, obviously going with the underdog teams in town, you, you're always going to have these kind of lulls. But uh, yeah, I don't know. You, you know, we really thought the Clippers were going to come through this year. Just that squad they put together. Uh, I just, yeah, you thought LeBron was going to choke. You did. And then he just didn't. And then we completely did as we always do. So I guess it's not really out of character. Um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm kind of really happy Doc Rivers is gone, though, moving forward. Mm-hmm. I don't like to think about the past. I'm excited. I, I feel like he made some questionable, definitely questionable decisions in the playoffs. So excited to move forward, and uh, we'll, see what, we'll see what happens. But re- oh, go re- ahead. I'm sorry, really. I'm way bigger Angels fan than I am Clippers or basketball. Yeah, so baseball, definitely number one. So, yeah, it's really hard to see Trout once again, just not in the playoffs. <laughs> The team like horribly fell apart this year. Um, obviously, pitching, just just everything. I mean, yeah, it's, it's been it's been rough. So you know, Brian, you and I, we pass in the halls here at, at our house here in Eastvale, and uh, we chat a lot about sports. Uh, and you always have kind of this uh, this thought about or this look about you that like, yeah, what can go wrong is going to go wrong with my teams. <laughs> and I've been there. I am there usually, yeah, yeah. Uh, but. How upset are you that even Major League Baseball expands the playoffs to 16 teams, eight teams in each league, and the Angels still couldn't quite get there? I mean, yeah, it's a joke at this point, really. I mean, you can't put together just like a rotation just to get Mike Trout there, just to be the eighth seed. It's the best player in baseball, man. I mean, yeah, I've I've seen him in the play. I've seen his uh, one playoff game, or he's had three playoff games. I was lucky enough to be there for one. Uh, I think it was 0-3, and they lost to the Royals. Uh, so yeah, that was a that was a hard one. But yeah, just once again, man, it's like it's just rough. They have, I feel like they have the talent. Like every year we get started, it's like this could be it, <laughs> and then it just completely falls apart. It's another Tommy John. Somebody else goes down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the injuries have been ridiculous this past like four or five years. Well, I'll give the Angels this. Much like the Dodgers. Uh, the Dodgers are not afraid to spend money. And in the past 10 years or so, the Angels sure aren't afraid to spend money. They seem mm-hmm. to get some free agents, and maybe some of them are older, you know, Albert Pujols and stuff and those deals. But, I mean, what what do you think of the decisions the Angels have made over the years? Don't Shouldn't they be a contender every year? I feel like they definitely should, although that could also play like a negative effect as well because I feel like Artie definitely meddles. Uh, <laughs> he gets involved. Doesn't really let, and it's it's been pretty known. Doesn't let the GMs do their job, as you saw, like Depoto left halfway through the season. So that's not really a secret. Um, I don't know, and he's never he's never really been one to rebuild. So it's kind of just been like decade of just mediocrity (laughs) or just being horrible. And you really need a yeah, you need to rebuild in order to be good in baseball. You need to have a really good scouting system, and you need to trust in your prospects. And he doesn't really do that, like you said goes out and gets C.J. Wilson, Hamilton, pool host, <laughs> instead of just invested in some like international signings or just focusing on the draft. But what, a, I mean, your boy Otani, I know you're a big Otani fan. I mean, has that not worked out quite the way people hoped? That was a very positive one, like getting back into international signings. Because mm-hmm. I know Angels, I think their last big one was Baldwin before that. And then they couldn't kind of spend money. With, I don't really know the rules too much, but it was kind of a mess um, after DePoto left. So Grabbing Otani thought I thought I thought he was going to be great, and he was. Like if you saw that first season, he looked like an ace. He hits like home runs like crazy. So it's really just unfortunate. With like again with his Tommy John, it's like there goes a guy that could have been our number one who we could have focused on, um, and now he's really just a you know a power hitter, a DH, unless he gets <laughs> his you know arm back, which doubtful <laughs> well uh you, you know here we are the the night I, I still can't believe i'm gonna say these words so the los angeles dodgers won the world series and it happened tonight and i was at work and i was listening to the game and some of the guys had it on i mean 
how quickly fireworks and celebrations happened around me, uh, down at the neighborhoods and everything. You got to say this, at least Brian, the city of LA is, has wanted this for a long, long time. Don't you think? Yeah, definitely. I mean, for sure. Like, especially just how close the Dodgers have been as well. I mean, mm-hmm. the past decade, like they've been consistent, um, winning their division and they're not going to be, I mean, this is going to go on. Like, I don't see them stopping at all with that front office and just like they're pitching. They just consistently bring up young arms and it's like a, just a conveyor belt of like talent. It's not going <laughs> to stop. So uh, yeah, it's, it's not looking good um, through these red rosy glasses right now. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I do know a few um, angel fans who are, who are diehards and you're one of them. So uh, yeah, you're, you're someone I've thought about over the past few months, you know, with the angels just not, not doing well, but, but back to your comment on like doc rivers, I mean, how tough is it to be a coach these days at the professional level? Uh, the Angels sign uh, Brad Osmus, and after one year, only really because uh, Joe Madden became available did he get fired. Uh, Doc Rivers, for all his criticisms, he's he's probably led the franchise to the most consistent success they've ever had in the Clippers. They let him go. So those are just two examples of your teams. I mean, what are your thoughts on the, the, uh, the huge responsibility uh, on, on coaches really at the professional level? Yeah, I think uh, there's definitely been a, a huge shift. Like, you know, growing up, we always saw those kind of those coaches that stayed those long tenures, even like Mike Sosha, he was there for 20 years and just really well, well-respected. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's really going away with like the younger athletes. I don't think that's really any secret. I feel like a lot of people know that where it's just like they're making so much money. They have so much power that, you know, the the front office and like the owners, they're probably going to side with the athletes moving forward. So that those those long co- or those, you know, those Bobby Knights or I guess different with college. But those long tenured professional coaches, I think, are a thing of the past. So, yeah, definitely a, a weird time moving forward. And, yeah, you got to be a, it's a, it's the hot seat. All, all the time and look look around all you gotta do is look at the nfl the nba major league baseball think of who has been at a team a significant amount of time there's bill belichick he's been there forever mm-hmm. uh outside of that uh, sean payton in in new orleans yeah pete, uh, Carroll. pete carroll's been there now in, yeah yeah in um uh, I would say Andy Reid's been in in KC significant. I still feel like he was longer in Philadelphia, but mm-hmm. for, for coaches to be in one spot for a long time now, it just you're right. It just doesn't happen. I think the standards are so high, sometimes unrealistic mm-hmm. <laughs> expectations. Yes. Yeah, for sure. You know. So, um, well, I got to ask you, Brian, why, why, oh, why, uh, being surrounded by Dodger fans, by Laker fans, mm-hmm. why did you go the other direction? Uh, direction did you grow up in orange county yeah yeah so yeah I, it was pretty easy as far as like the angels were concerned i grew up in brea so like um between probably 97 and 2001 lived in brea um all my summer spent there was really into baseball like had a street where me and four other kids that lived there we were like constantly playing in the cul-de-sac and yeah we would always go to angel games like during the you know those day games or just at night our parents would take us drop us off so it was really cool, like uh, just like a sense of in- independence back then, like summers at the ballpark. So, yeah, it was kind of a more like throwback and Angels being like 15, 20 minutes away. It was really easy. And of course, when I was 12, 2002, they ended up winning the World Series with all the homegrown players that I had basically been watching for the yeah. past like four years. We had Erstad, Gloss, Anderson, 
yeah, it's it's like endless Percival. So definitely so special and like such a special team. And yeah, got me hooked forever with that one. <laughs> so it had nothing to do with the movie uh, Angels in the Outfield, the powerful <laughs> no, Disney but, film. But that was definitely positive, man. I loved it. I love Danny Glover, <laughs> oh, Tony <yeah>. Danza. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd's fantastic. Great, great movie. Looking back as a, as a kid, you're like, oh man, I was thought this was uh, the greatest thing in the world as a kid. Yeah. Oh, so funny. Uh, well, well, what about the Clippers? I know you're more of a baseball fan, but how did, was that just a rebellion thing? Yeah, that was strictly out of spite. Um, <laughs> straight up just had a bunch of Laker fan friends and uh, growing up. Uh, so yeah, I feel like a lot of my sports um, really goes back to like between 97 and like 2001 like two or like 2000 basketball was like 2000 during that uh that original three p is when i first really started realizing what basketball was and uh i had a, a good friend who was like a big kings fan at the time and he was older than me so i was like always all kings at the time and uh yeah <laughs> that big rivalry with the lakers i don't know if you remember but it was like in oh, every yeah every series between them was insane so <laughs> I don't know, going back then. And then we also went to some Clipper games. I remember like Laker games were always super expensive. Mm -hmm. So uh, you had Darius Miles and Quentin Richardson also at that time. <laughs> so it was exciting, man. They had an exciting team, Elton Brand, um, Lamar Odom. It was like the young team and they were kind of cool. And then it was like Kobe and Shaq, what was like the superstars and oh, kind of the, yeah. Uh, yeah, like the bandwagon. And I, I, ne I was never really on that. So I was like, yeah, Clippers, dude, let's ride. Well, well here's something I, I, I respect guys like you. Because look at I am a I'm an LA fan. I I love the, the 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 Lakers, the Dodgers, or at least I did at one point. Uh, both of those have kind of gone away a little bit, kind of with the Laker thing because of LeBron. Yeah. Um, if someone's got to win these championships, then sure, I, the LA teams. But I'm also a big LA Rams fan and LA Kings fan, and okay. um, you know the fact that there are so many teams here in Southern California, we'll say, cause some people are like, you know, Anaheim's not LA or whatever, yeah. but, but you know, uh, I mean, as far as hockey or, or the NFL, I mean, are you interested in those sports at all? And, and who do you follow? I never really grew up too big. Like, yeah, the NFL, I feel as though them kind of not having an LA team or anything representing around here. I didn't mm -hmm. really catch on to any team. Like, so yeah, I, I was just really would watch it, but no really team caught my eye. So I feel like that's why I was never really too big into football. Um, hockey, the same thing. Like I like the Ducks, I guess, growing up. I should like them a lot more, I guess, because they're right across the street from Angel Stadium, but just was never really into hockey. I, I honestly put it down to just not being able to like remember the players' last names and then just being <laughs> like, all right, I can't recognize these people. Let's move on. And again, again, some powerful cinematography from from Disney uh, with the Mighty Ducks franchise. You know that does just again, uh, kind of bringing in the Orange County fans there. So, uh, no, I figured that. I mean, for people who live in, in the Orange County area, I would say it's it'd be hard not to root for the Angels or the Ducks and everything. Um, but but it is interesting to me, Brian, when you got teams or people who root for teams who are like nowhere near your area. Like I respect you. I respect people who root for teams, even people who, who would root for like team in San Diego mm. or something. Cause it's like, okay, it's all Southern California. But when you got people rooting for teams in like San Francisco or Oakland, I yes. mean, or uh, you know, wherever, where's another place somewhere in Texas or Florida, you're like, wait a minute, what's the affiliation here? Uh, maybe there's a story. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Rooting for teams kind of outside of where you're from. Yeah. I never really got it. I mean, so actually, let me take that back. So probably, as you know, big Celtic fan, 
big uh, Glasgow Celtic fan. By Celtic, he doesn't mean Boston Celtics. <laughs> he means uh, Glasgow Celtic soccer team, which yes. is, I, I told Brian, this is the you're the only person I'm going to allow to talk soccer on this podcast. So for you soccer fans out there, both of you, uh, you're going to get your fill of soccer today. For We're Brian. getting a pass, dude. Let's open <laughs> these minds up. Let's go. Uh, so, yeah. I uh, grew up a huge uh, Glasgow Celtic football club fan just because my parents, they're from Glasgow. Mm-hmm. So I never really liked that. But then how could I say that? And I'm a hypocrite because I like a team that's like 3,000 miles away. So that's kind of my view of it. But at the same time, I wouldn't like like the Jets or like the Cowboys or something just because I'm not really from there. So I can never really get that, you know. But, attachment. but with your family, like you said, you have a heritage there. Like exactly. your parents are from there. Like I always get that. Like my mom was born in New York, so I don't root for New York teams, but I always kind of pay attention. Like yeah. it's a sentimental thing for me. It's not like, go, you know, uh, you know, go Mets or, or go, you know, uh, Jets or whoever. It's just like, yeah, hey, the New York team. I follow New York sports talk kind of just for different reasons. But for you, your family is was from Scotland and yeah. You've been to Scotland. That's the that's the motherland, man. So absolutely rooting for a team from there. I get that totally. You gotta, yeah, you gotta represent. You gotta love where you come from, I suppose. And yeah, <laughs> if my parents, uh, if I didn't support Glasgow Celtic, my parents would disown me. So definitely smart decision. <laughs> so talk to me about um, Scotland and uh, specifically uh, the Celtic. Is the football team football club? How do you what's the terminology? Oh, uh, yeah, Celtic Football Club. Okay, I don't want to, I don't know all this stuff, no, but uh, I did learn a little bit when uh, I joined you and your family. Uh, yes, we all did at the Celtic convention. I had no, you guys were like, Yeah, you got to come to the Celtic convention, and I'm like, what, what is that? And you're like, Just come. I didn't even realize it was about the soccer team, but uh, from an outsider, we came and it, guys, for you guys listening, it was this three or well, actually a week-long thing in yeah. vegas we only went for three nights uh but it was i've never seen a group of people come together just to sell it there was no there's no wasn't even a game on was there it was just there was not no <laughs> there was no matches being played for fans let's get together and party for a week and it's like because we're fans of this team i'm like wow so talk to me about what is it the scottish premier league yes uh okay. yeah so it's like um spfl scottish football premier league um yeah, basically their own version, I guess, of probably the people listening probably know the Premiership, which is just the English version of this. So it's all the big teams in England playing the league. Um, Scotland has their own separate league, and that's where Celtic plays. They also play um, in Europe comp- European competitions as well. So they'll get those games every once in a while. Um, pretty exciting. Um, but yeah, man, that was really like my first probably sports love just because growing up my dad was uh, taking me to bars when I was like eight, nine at four in the morning. <laughs> what a dad! <laughs> with that, uh, yeah, with that time change, it's it was rough trying to catch those games in the weekend. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, it's uh, it was definitely I'm I'm definitely thankful just for that relationship. It's like a, a yeah, just like a I don't know, it's unique experience just to be part of that. Oh yeah, I mean, I remember. I think well, y- your sister Lauren uh, is uh, is the girlfriend of uh, Mike Jarbo. My well, we all live together now, but my former, him and I were roommates. Uh, he, you know, he met Lauren and I, I was dating Val. So we all kind of moved in and, and you're here too. in this nice big uh, castle we have here, uh, at the Cassell road, but um, castle. yeah, I remember she explained it to us at the time. We're like, you know, we're just ignorant Americans. We don't know any of this stuff. She's like, 
uh, she told Mike basically that it's pretty much like Yankees versus Red Sox, oh, uh, yeah. the Celtic and the Rangers, this other team that you guys hate. So tell me about that rivalry. Yeah, so definitely um, goes back to Celtic were founded in 1888. Rangers were founded in 1872. So definitely a, a lengthy just history of both clubs. Um, Rangers, most of their fan base is the Protestant side of like Glasgow and everybody will Celtic was founded by a priest and a church, a uh, Catholic church. So really for like the Irish immigrants and the Catholics, they all support Celtic. So if you're really just starting like a club at those like kind of divides, I guess it's like starting a football team right now, like a Black Lives Matter team, and like <laughs> <laughs> some MAGA team or something, you know, and then just think of in a hundred years after all this rivalry is going on, that that's kind of what happened. So yeah, man, it's a, uh, it's a uh, pretty gnarly and, it gets really deep. Um, I have like family on both sides, so that plays a part of it. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's really, they're the big two guns in Scotland. They're the ones that are always going for the championship. They have the biggest fan bases, biggest budgets. So um, when they get together and they play, it's pretty like world renowned. It's, it's top three of like, you're talking Real Madrid, Barcelona, those big games. If you're talking to someone that knows uh, soccer, they're going to talk about Celtic Rangers. So it's, I mean, that sounds like a holy war, Pro- the Protestants versus the Catholics, really, uh, even though it's like same religion. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so you telling me family members uh, from the Rangers and the Celtic, they don't quite get together and watch. The, it's that intensive a rivalry that you guys don't get together and watch the games. Together. Yeah, they would not watch the games together. Like I have uncles on both sides and it would never even be a thought or like a suggestion to watch the games together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I hate the 49ers, Brian, uh, but I've sat and watched games with buddies who are 49er fans, you know, beating on my Rams usually. Uh, yeah, I, I could get the whole like, you know, screw you guys. I'm not gonna watch a game. I, I get that. But it sounds like you're telling me it's on a whole different level. It's just too much bad blood, man. It, it, <laughs> yeah, like it, it's really like it will cause months of just fighting and infighting and it, it gets that deep. It's just like because you got to remember, like these people, not only that they just like they they were really separated like they didn't go to the same schools like if you were catholic you went to a catholic school if you were protestant you went to protestant school like they didn't really interact growing up i'm sure now i mean obviously now it is a lot different even though they do have separate school systems but back when my parents were growing up like yeah you weren't messing or you weren't messing with like the other group so if you guys ever met it's like it's gonna be bad <laughs> wow so so if uh, the celtic is green i know the rangers are blue and yeah. red or just blue or uh, it's like blue red and white okay. but mostly blue so if you even wore those colors into a, a friend's house who was a, a affiliate of another team there would be an issue <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but i mean the way that like you know, asking my parents, like they wouldn't, they they weren't like associating with each other at that time. So it wasn't even an option to go into a house. Like, that wasn't even a thing. <laughs> oh man. It's outstanding. And so, yeah, you, you mentioned it already, but uh, you know, Mike and Lauren, they've gone a few times. I've yet to go, but I know there is a, a even some support bars here in uh, Los Angeles where yeah. they host the game start at four or five in the morning. So you end up going to a a bar at four or five in the morning uh, to watch a soccer game. Uh, I've yet to take that leap, but I'm, I'm sure I will just for the experience at some point. So I know when your parents have been in town, 
uh, visiting for holidays and stuff. That's been a thing. Yeah. Uh, where is this place you guys go? And, and I mean, how often is it? I don't. I, when is the regular season of this Scottish Premier League? I don't. I don't really know. Um. So the season starts. It kicks off in like early August, and then it runs to May. So pretty long, pretty lengthy time. And the bar you're talking about is Jocks or Dailies. It's in Culver City. Okay. Um. So I think it's actually down the street from like all the studios and whatnot there. Um. Like the NFL. Yeah, it's not there. too far from. So yeah, because I've when, when I'm leaving, like I've actually seen the location, so I know it's right down the street from there. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you're saying, the the big matchups, like the big rivalry games, those ones start at four thirty, and most of the regular ones start between like six and seven a.m. Um, they'll open the doors there, and yeah, just meet up, put the games on. Wow. And we've been going there. I mean, yeah, my my uncle, and my dad started like the L.A. Celtic Supporters Club back in ninety. I want to say it was 93 or 94. And back then they would just get the tapes. Uh, they would get one of their brothers in Scotland to tape it on a VHS <laughs> and mail it over like express. So they have to wait a couple days and then they would gather in the club and watch the game together. So it's kind of really progressed from there to live streaming now. So yeah, so it's, uh, it's been really cool, man. You know, I, I, uh, Monday night, the Rams played the Bears, and I was at work, and I said, I'm going to try to do this. I'm gonna, I recorded the game, and for like 10 hours at work – well, I wasn't that long because the game started at 5, and I got off around 11 or whatever, and I had to pretty much ignore people because I know there's a group of guys that watch the game. Uh, they they kind of talk smack to each other when NFL teams are on because the fans of everybody there. So I had to have like my earpieces in. and I Anyway, long story short, I did it. I got home. I had no idea who won the game. I put the game on about midnight. Okay. Uh, Monday, Monday night, Tuesday morning. And I got done watching the game at like two in the morning or something. And, and I was just like, man, what a way to watch a game. But, but for you, you and your family, they're used to getting up at four in the morning or three, even to get there. That's a common thing. Yeah. I find that fascinating. Yeah. It's, 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 I don't know. It's just a definitely, like I said, again, unique, like not a lot of friends growing up when you're like 12, you're like, oh man, I got to go to bed early tonight on a Friday because I'm going to be waking up at 4 a.m. <laughs> to go drive to a bar with my father. <laughs> and when you're telling people this, it's like, should we call CPS at this point? <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, it does sound a little odd. Whoa, uh, there's an issue there, I think. Uh, anyway, uh, well, well, how does Scotland do on the international stage? It sounds like the Scottish Premier League is a pretty good soccer league. And I know my friend, Freddie Monteblanco out there, he knows all this. He's a soccer expert, we'll say, uh, but we don't need a soccer expert on the show. So we don't go to him that often, but he would talk probably about all the different premier leagues out there. And he'd probably have a few words to say about the Scottish premier league, but on international play, how does Scotland traditionally do in, in like the world cup and stuff like that? Uh, Yeah. So wait, going back to the, uh, the league, just so when Freddie hears this, okay, he's going to hear it and just laugh when people think of Scotland, they probably don't really know it. And if they do, it's just Celtic and Rangers. So mm -hmm. it's not looked at as a good league per se. Um, it's look, they, yeah, they don't really get a lot of TV money and that's really what drives the league. Like if you have a good TV deal, like you're going to have good players. There's just not really a lot of eyes on them as far as like Spain, uh, Germany, England, France, those were like the money's going to be Italy. That's the power five. Those, yeah, yeah. Those are the power five ones. <laughs> um, but yeah, international level, so Scotland hasn't qualified for a championship since 1998, which was the World Cup in 98 in France. Wow. So, yeah, it's been rough, man. Um, I mean, before that, like, they were decent. They never won anything, but they had good players. Um, you'll know, like, if you know Kenny DeGleish, he's like a legendary Liverpool player. 
um, Scottish guy. He was one of like the best Scotland players in the 70s, 80s. So they were decent like back then, 70s, 80s. They would always get to tournaments. But yeah, in the past like 20, uh, 22 years, it's been rough. Um, but hopefully coming up here, they do have a game next month, actually, in about two weeks against Serbia. Uh, one game playoff. So if they win it, they will get to their first major tournament, which is the Euros. Um, I believe it's 2022. So, yeah, they'll make their first major tournament in 24 years if they win against Serbia on the 12th of November. I believe. Gotta beat those Serbians, man. I've, I've heard uh, I've heard they're tough. They're tough, uh, tough out. And I don't know anything about Serbia <laughs> soccer. So I'm, uh, <laughs> uh, awesome stuff. Um, I, I love, you know, the heritage and backgrounds of where people are from. And I know I give soccer a hard time, but I do love the passion uh, from fan bases and from families. I think it's absolutely wonderful. Uh, How many, how many uh, Scott, how how do you say it here? (laughs) How many Scottish premier league championships have Celtics won, Mm -hmm. and how many have the Rangers won? Um, So uh, is it close? Is it? Yeah, it's close. I think the Rangers will. And then you also, yeah, there's a lot of history as well because the Rangers went into administration and got liquidated. So uh, a lot of fans say that they're dead and uh, yeah. But as far as the title wins, uh, if you look at the official, I believe Rangers are ahead by about eight or so. So yeah, they they do have a one up on Celtic. But Celtic have won nine leagues in a row. They're going for ten this year, so they're definitely making up for lost time. Whoa! I mean, uh, that that's almost like Boston Celtics numbers there uh, with the who was the Celtic center uh, on all those teams. Oh, anyway, uh, wow, good for them. Nine in a row, going on ten. Doesn't sound like much of a rivalry. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So going back to Rangers getting liquidated and going into administration, they had a, a big tax problem. So in the early 2000s, I guess they were paying, they were doing some, some weird things with taxes and not fully paying it. So uh, yeah, the uh, tax man came and they had to shut up shop, go down to the third league and then work their way back up. So yeah, the Scottish league for the past 10 years has been kind of rough because that rivalry has been away and it's been really lopsided. It's been good for us, but made for some, uh, somewhat boring times where it's just like all right we're just winning no payroll man no payroll sounds like uh maybe the protestant tithe versus the catholic tithing hasn't quite worked out as well i'm just saying i just i don't know yeah they gotta hit up chapel again dude Well, Brian, although I would love to keep talking about soccer, I think we're gonna move on. <laughs> what Brian, let me or, tell me about Scotland. How many times have you been to Scotland? What's the life like there? And kind of you, you happen to know a lot of, of Scott they're in your family and just people who've been born there and everything. Uh, so what's the Scotland experience like overall? Uh, yeah, so I've been there probably like four or five times, I would say throughout my life. Um, last time I was there two, two and a half years ago. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really cool place, man. It's, it's like the people there is super nice. They're definitely like, they're, I don't know, they're nice, but at the same time, they'll break your balls over anything (laughs) and they know, they know how to do it. They're funny. They're really quick. Um, yeah, just really quick witted. Um, and especially if you're American, like if you show up with this accent, like they're going to let you know that they know where you're from and, 
yeah, it's just uh, they're, they're they're good people though. You know, they're they're always gonna make sure you have a drink in your hand, so you're never gonna be thirsty. So yeah, <laughs> it's it's definitely an amazing place to go and just seeing the, just all the history, seeing where my parents grew up, um, getting to see my cousins there, my aunts, uncles, going to the bars, pouring some pints, like going behind <laughs> the bars, pouring pints. It's it's just like a whole different experience. And yeah, it's just I'm definitely grateful I got to do that growing up and just see that other side. And uh, made me grateful of America as well. So there are so many great cultures out there. Uh, so many, you know, fam- fa- you know, family based cultures where family and friends is so important and so welcoming. But I got to tell you that the the Scottish culture and just how friendly people are. I mean, being going at the convention, how how nice people were. Everyone was having a good time, and everything you just said. It was like Scotland came to Las Vegas uh, those few days we were there. I've been to Scotland. It's it's uh, it's a fun experience. I look forward to going back. Uh, well, tell me this, Brian. The, the Scott Scots have a uh, rather heavy accent. Mm. It, it they speak English. I. Uh, <laughs> you and Lauren, you guys have this ear for it because uh, there's times I have no idea what's said. Uh, at least in that convention anyway, uh, talking to your parents and everything's pretty cool. But sometimes I'm around, you know, other, other Scottish and I'm just like, Whoa, I know this is the same language, but there's some intricacies and everything. So how do you, how do you translate it all? Yeah, it definitely is. It's like its own dialect. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It just really just growing up around it and hearing my parents speak that way. It's, it, I don't know. It's, it's, it almost makes me upset because it really is like a different language where none of my friends can even still understand my parents. Um, like I'm sure you speak to my father and have a, have a hard time. And it's like, dude, this is another language, but I can't really put on my resume. I speak another language. It's still English. And that's kind of the worst part about it. Uh, but yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It's really cool also to be able to turn it off and on. I was a lot better when I was younger at doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like even when I was in Scotland, I remember being drunk and like just reading, meeting <laughs> random people, having this accent and then going like switching really quick. And they just like, what, what's happening right now? But, but when you do that, cause, cause I've seen Lauren do it too. Like she, her voice gets a little different. It's not like on purpose. It just comes out that way. Yeah. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. Like when I was living with my parents, when I was younger and just really around it all the time, that would happen. Like my parents or like my friends would come over and be like, why are you speaking like that? I didn't even realize <laughs> your parents were from here and now you have like an accent and I wouldn't notice it. But yeah, just really as you like get out of the house, don't really have like that daily kind of hear, <laughs> you know, ear for it. it. It changes and it kind of goes away. But, but yeah, it, even like my cousins have like, have it a lot stronger because they moved here at a later age, like eight, nine. Wow. So how far back do you remember as a kid, uh, you know, either going to Scotland or being in Scotland or, or America, like that whole, cause like I said, everyone speaks English and there are differences of course, but at what age did you realize like, okay, you have a different culture. You do live here in America and everything, but uh, there are two different cultures. Cause I think some kids grow up in it. And not even Scot- uh, Scotland related, but you know, America has so many different cultures and backgrounds mm-hmm. and races and all these different things, and that's what that's what makes it just so great. And I think some people don't realize that they're growing up in it uh, as they're growing up in it, just because it's all they know. So, at what age did you kind of realize that things were like 
a little different for you than kind of most other people? Because honestly, you're the first Scotland people I've I've met really in America. So yeah, no, I definitely see where you're coming from, and I, I definitely get that. Um, I don't know. I guess it's probably when you start going to school, and maybe when people that don't, you know, that just have regular parents have regular accents come over, and they're like, "Oh, wait, your parents speak like this," and then you kind of start to question it. It's probably around then. Um, and then, yeah, you don't really think too much of it until it really just you realize that it's probably like an advantage and it's something people are interested in. Mm-hmm. And it's like a cool little fact. So I feel as though kind of like when I started getting to middle school, I would definitely play it up a lot more and just be like, hey, I could do this accent. And like people would find it interesting and funny. And yeah, it was uh, <laughs> some some that I, like I really uh, kind of I don't know, like promoted at that age. And it was I, I found it really interested and was like proud of it. Well, and I do want to make one thing clear. It is in no way, you know, making fun of anything. It's a it's a fascinating yeah. thing to hear and listen to people talk. Uh, f- for me, it's like, yeah, there's times I struggle in hearing, but I love talking to your parents. I love hearing that Celtic convention, hearing all the different uh, types of accents too. And I was just like, man, this is so awesome. This is a this is a, a group of people that uh you know speak a certain dialect if you will and and it's cool it was just like they meet you and they treat you like their own i remember you, who was it um oh what was your cousin's name or everyone's there seemed to be your guys's cousin which was hilarious <laughs> but uh martin martin cousin martin he goes where's your jersey i said i don't have a jersey he got me a jersey he went i'll, he, I'll be right back he got me a jersey i'm like yeah what they're this- not in the short they're not in short <laughs> shortness around there it's a yeah they're really given like i said they want you to be included and just uh experience with their experience and so definitely good people oh man fantastic well uh uh at sometime soon i know the celtic uh team played not too long ago because you were on the couch Mm -hmm. uh early in the morning struggling through a an early morning tie i guess uh so some point here i gotta i'll get a tune in and maybe even head out to culver city with you they are on uh they just signed a deal with espn plus so they're on espn plus now oh awesome that's great no that's really i mean because sometimes it's hard finding the channel and everything that's one good thing about espn plus with all the streaming that more options great stuff yeah well, that's awesome, man. Uh, we should be able to watch more games here. Uh, well, well, Brian, outside of visiting Scotland and growing up in Orange County, you, you've lived a few places here and there. I remember when I first met you, we were actually traveling for, for baseball-related stuff, and you were in the Dallas area. Oh, yeah. And uh, so you're a, a Texan for a short time. Jerry's world. <laughs> yeah, man. Sam and I went there last year. That place is unbelievable. And, uh, and we hung out a little bit in Dallas, you and I and Mike and yeah. uh, your sister Lauren came out. Good time. Uh, you came back to California. Obviously, you're here now, but you do have plans to go back to the state of Texas here soon. Yeah. Um, so we won't be roommates that much longer, which I'm a little bummed about. But hey, I know. you're going to go out and meet your brother. It's going to be a good time. Uh, what can you tell me about living in Texas then and maybe what you're looking forward to in going back there? Yeah, um, Texas was a, Texas was cool. It was a short little stint, probably like a year and a half, almost two. Um, but yeah, I had a good time. Definitely my first time just being away from California, living away from home. Um, well, not away from home, but like you know, away from where I grew up. So definitely a learning curve. Got to experience a lot. Um, I, I enjoyed the people of Texas. They were definitely nice. Um, everywhere you went, they were welcoming. 
um it's a great there's so much to do there as well like it, it didn't really feel like you really left california oh it felt you like you left california because of the weather and some other things but as far as entertainment went um there was always people coming through for concerts you know no shortages like sporting events so yeah it keeps you keeps you busy and the economy was great make good money um expenses aren't crazy so definitely looking forward to it yeah you didn't have uh the taxes we do have here in california and the cost of living and all this and that uh brian that is one thing we talk about a lot here actually on the podcast and um, it's something we're seeing more is that Texas is becoming quite the destination for a lot of Californians. Mm-hmm. Do you think it has all to do with the costs and the opportunities in Texas? Just all over that state, it seems you can go almost anywhere there and just have a better life. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I feel as though people are just kind of, I feel like the walls are kind of like closing in here. I don't know, in a sense, like the more, like it's every day, another restriction it kind of just seems like things are getting maybe a little bit worse. I don't know. It also just depends on how you look at it as well. Uh, I feel like a lot of people see opportunity as well with like all the changes happening around here. Um, as far as just on my end, like, yeah, I, I don't really agree with like the high taxes and just really the cost of living. So I'm really looking towards a future and where I can get my own kind of plot of land and build for that. So that's really my, my focus and mindset. So that's where I'm uh, heading to. That's awesome, man. I'm really happy for you. I'm a little envious because I don't know if I'd go to Texas. That is that is one of the places I wouldn't mind living, but Arizona, Nevada, uh, man, at this point, even Montana or something. I, I, I'll buy a few jackets. I don't care. Uh, but I, I am ready to, for just like a little more peace and uh, I don't know if it was peace and quiet, something smaller, although Texas is big, I know. Um, where are you planning on going in Texas? I know you were in Dallas last time. Yeah, so it's going to be different. Uh houston area okay um so yeah don't really know too much of the details as of now but that's kind of where well not where i'm kind of where i'm looking that is where we're looking so definitely going to be going there soon try to get a place and uh yeah i'll know more about those details i'll (laughs) come i'll come back on or maybe do a call a call in on the road yeah we'll get you uh from satellite we'll get you yeah from uh you know distance or whatever whatever they call it that'll be fun maybe have your brother alec uh alex on there That'd be great. Two, two McDermott's. Uh, very good stuff, man. Have very happy for you. Thank you. Bro. That's a, that's awesome. I mean, if you, anytime you have the ability to travel and, and kind of, you know, set up camp, if you will, somewhere else, I mean, I, everyone needs to do it. I've, I've been blessed and had the opportunity to travel quite a bit in my life and, you know, live short term, different places and everything. But I think, uh, yeah, I encourage a lot of people to get out of this state. I know I want to. Yeah. I just don't know how long it's going to take for me. Well, hey. Uh, but we'll get there. Well, well, Brian, tell me about this crazy year of 2020. We're almost to November, which means we're almost out of it. I yep. mean, I don't even know where to start with this. January, everyone says, oh, when Kobe died. But, I mean, this coronavirus thing was, was starting uh, probably around that time or before. I don't know exactly, but – uh, in March, really all of our lives changed here in America and yeah. not much has changed. So what are your thoughts on this year, 2020? Uh, I mean, I, yeah, there's, it's so much to unpack, but definitely it's just, it's been a weird one. There's like, once you see everything that's been going on prior to that, uh, it, it kind of just makes you kind of question really what it's all about and why they're doing it and yeah and i don't know it's just it's difficult it's really difficult to try to live your life try to pay your bills and and keep everything straight but then also try to 
play like a new try to play like your own journalist and keep up with all these facts because you don't really know who to trust or what's going on so <laughs> yeah it's been a crazy year and uh i feel like the kind of the past four years have been uh really insane and just kind of made this question everything and then it's really led to this like a whole lockdown so don't really know what to make of it but uh hopefully we see the end of it coming soon here in the 2021 looking up Yes, yes. Let's flip the calendar for sure. I think no matter what happens uh, in in the election, that there's going to be more crazy stuff one way or another. Uh, I just want to, I just want to get through the holidays, get through 2021 to 2021, mm-hmm. and uh, let's let's start fresh, guys. Let's if we don't burn this country to the ground, which uh, I know is a real threat at times. We're uh, looking at you, Philly. Yeah. <laughs> Philly, get it in order. You always Philadelphia. You, you you didn't have fans at Eagle games. You come back the first game back, and and there's a fight in the stands. Really, were you guys that pent up that you had? And now you're fighting and burning stuff down for a, a shooting, you know, over a guy with a knife. And anyway, anyway we don't need to get into that. Bro. Yeah, go birds. <laughs> well, Brian, talk to me about uh, not that exactly, but just you mentioned it like. I don't need specific channels or people unless you want to discuss it, but you do got to be careful where you get your news from, where you get your information from. I kind of roll my eyes and chuckle at a lot of the things I hear or see. And so I try not to hear or see certain things. I'm just like, I want to live my life uh, because everyone there, everyone seems to have an agenda or a slant one way or another. Mm. What do you, are you a podcast guy? Do you watch the news? Are you a Twitter guy? Kind of, Tell me where you're at. Are you just kind of middle of the road? Kind of where do you get your information and how do you treat that subject? Uh, Infowars.com, Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. So, yeah, really um, a lot of Twitter, a lot of Twitter. Um, I, I definitely understand and I can kind of see where the mainstream media is at this point. And it's it's completely biased. They They don't really have like an ounce of credibility left, in my opinion. And it seems as though they're really in bed with a certain political party. Um, so that's kind of how I view like the mainstream. Um, yeah, anytime I hear anything from them, I kind of know that there's there's uh, something behind it that's pushing it. So yeah, uh, as far as like where I get my news, definitely a lot of Twitter. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of podcasts as well. Just kind of sifting through a lot of different things and kind of going through coming to your own conclusion. Um, I feel as though if you really like look at the mainstream media. And then you could look at stuff online. You're always going to really like realize it's somewhere in the middle and you can get parts of everything. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, a lot of podcasts that I do. I would also recommend um, Tim Cass. I don't know if you've heard of him. Tim Poole. Okay. Pretty good reporter. And he has a pretty interesting podcast. Uh, um, yeah. Obviously, like like you were saying, Rogan's huge. <laughs> He's always uh, pretty, pretty. Uh, you always can find someone with him. And then also like... I don't know. I, I like a lot of comedians as well. Yeah. And I feel like almost it's getting to the point where like the comedians are telling more truth. Oh, they've always told much more truth than anyone. But if you're looking for like news, um, yeah, you can go to a comedian <laughs> and you'll probably get a more like straightforward uh, reporting than ABC or yeah, CNN. Oh, yeah. No doubt, dude. And, and why do we laugh at, at some of the things comedians say? Because it's true. 
truth you know what is I mean? Hilarious, yeah. The truth is hilarious. And yeah, maybe it's a little extreme or yeah, there's some bias or whatever, but it's like, no, that's hilarious because it's funny. We've all experienced yep. these little things, innuendos they're talking about. So yeah, that's, that makes uh, for great comedy. And, and you know, the, screw the people that are just like, oh, that's offensive. It's like, dude, get a life. It's a joke. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just comedy these days is even under, everything's under attack. I mean, yeah. there's, there's people who, who sit and just want to be offended by everything. I'm like, dude, you got to grow up at some point. Come on. Exactly. And also uh, other podcasts to check out because I'm in podcasts. Uh, Tim Dillon, comedian, pretty okay. big. And also, if you're just on YouTube, look up Patrice O'Neill, one of the best oh, comedians of all time. R.I.P. Greatest minds of all time. You can just listen to him just speak about life. And I <laughs> wish I could hear him speak about what's going on right now. I've seen him on a few roasts, celebrity roasts and stuff. He, he's pretty funny or was pretty funny. Yep. Uh, yeah, just a pretty hilarious guy. Uh, there, there's so many good comedians. And that's the thing about comedy is you don't have to agree with everything they say. Uh, just find something funny, like loosen up a little bit. Uh, some of my favorite com- comedians have literally said things that I'm like, oh, that's completely against what I believe, <laughs> but that was still hilarious. Like, yeah. come on, there, you can find things that are funny if you just like lo- loosen up a little bit, lighten up and, and just enjoy yourself. So, uh, yeah, the year has been crazy. And as far as podcasts go, I listen to a lot. I try to listen to certain people every, every day and, and I'm always, whether it be out on the patio, uh, you know, just by myself or whether it be in the car or I throw my earpiece in doing dishes, whatever. Like I'm always trying to have someone in my ear. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a time for silence too. But one of the things you like kind of tying to your point that you just mentioned, one of my favorite guys to listen to, and I know everyone gets tired of hearing this, but it is Clay Travis and I'll kick the coverage. And um, he made a point I think is fantastic. He said, regardless of what you believe, reg- anything, Aliens, uh, conspiracy theories, uh, left wing, right wing. Uh, there is a God. There is no God. Regardless of what you believe, anything you believe in, you can find something somewhere on the internet or a video or something that supports that theory or that belief, regardless of what it is. So that tells you like uh, there's people trying to uh, you know, put information out there for all kinds of beliefs out there. It's, it's what you choose to ultimately believe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I could yeah. tell you right now, I could find you a bunch of videos. Why, uh, I don't know, soccer is stupid or, uh, whatever it, the, the, you know, why football uh, needs to not be played or there's all these videos you can find that have evidence there, but ultimately it's like, well, I can also find videos and information on the contrary. So do you kind of know what I'm saying with that, with like conspiracy theories and everything? Of course. Yeah, man. There's, there's so much stuff out there, especially with the internet. There's, and and people can make things look completely real. Like if you're, if you don't have that time to put into it, to realize what's fake or not, then you'll never know. So yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from. (laughs) I mean, it's crazy to me. When people will see something on the news or um, I, I don't even know where else because I don't know. Some people are so gullible. They're here's something. Even things I agree with them, like you really believe, like you, yeah. you take that as gospel. Like we're like just blind, blind allegiance. I talked about that with like we treat everything like we're fans. You know, we yeah. we root for these teams. You like the Angels. I like my Rams. And you can't just have this blind allegiance in life. Yeah. that way it's true it is true but uh yeah i don't know and and i feel like definitely as we kind of grow on 
Like, I feel like a lot more people are getting like that where it's just polarized and they're, it's either you're for this or you're against it. You can't really be in between. There's not really like a middleman anymore. The, yeah, you got to be on the team 100%. So, yeah, it's it's kind of concerning that, that we're going in that direction just because I feel like, uh, yeah, in America, it's kind of always been like people have a wide array of like beliefs and that's kind of how it should be. That's kind of how you balance yourself out. So we got to get back to that. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to, but I agree with you 100% there. So so you talk, talk to me about some of those podcasts. So it sounds like you're into like some conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories. I definitely enjoy it, man. Like I'm 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 open to everything, man. Like <laughs> I, I wouldn't put Pat like after just like look at the past nine months. Are you really going to put anything past these people in charge doing it, like controlling us? So, yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm not the best at like articulating this i i suppose but yeah just like yeah man we're, we're completely shut down like they're killing so many small businesses oh. and and the stats don't really back up yeah i don't know no 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 it's it's i have heard more inconsistency more hypocrisy more flawed judgment flawed logic uh, the past few months, especially here in California and LA County, uh, although we're in Riverside County, but uh, I've heard all of that. And I just, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me, you know, uh, peaceful protests or peaceful riots versus uh, all that stuff. I mean, that's a, a topic for another day necessarily, but it, it's just, it's wild. And you're absolutely right. I'll tell you some of my conspiracy theory and they're not even conspiracy theories. It's like, I, I, I'm always fascinated by theories or depictions of real life events. And I'll give you a couple uh, the JFK assassination. Mm. I have dissected that, that whole situation uh, as much as possible. I've heard every theory and I've believed every theory quite honestly. Yeah. I, everyone I read, I'm like, yeah, this is how it happened. Uh, the OJ Simpson murder. I think most mm. of us believe it went one way or another, but there's all kinds of theories out there, all it's that information, one. you know? Uh, so those are a couple that I'm anytime that pops up, I'm like, Ooh, what, what happened? What do you got? But what are some things that are that you're interested in as like, or you kind of like, uh, I don't know. Uh, conspiracy. So yeah, conspiracies, just <laughs> really like everything, like <laughs> just like the, the beginning of like this country. It, it, yeah. You can get really, you can get really crazy into them. I wouldn't really even say that I'm into like conspiracies. I'm just into believing that people do shitty things and they'll do shitty things for power and money. Like it's people do that, you know, next to you at work in your cubicle. You don't think like some billionaires doing that. It's not really conspiracy. It's just really what's going on out there. Oh, right. That is, that is the best way I've ever heard that summed up. What you just sh said should be on every uh, billboard and, you know, social media. That was awesome, dude. Yeah, you're right. Some guy in your cubicle is doing it. What makes you think a billionaire isn't or whatever. That's awesome. That is great stuff, man. Uh, well, well, let's bounce down, bounce around a few topics here. I, I didn't pr prep you for these. I'm going to throw some, at, throw some at you right Ooh. now. Okay, I, let's go. And if we need to do some editing, we will. Uh, we're just gonna, we're just gonna come right at you. Let's go. Tell me what you got. This is. This is sincere, and it's a uh, it's uh, his accurate uh, reaction, guys. Ready? Okay, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Michael Jordan. Why? Uh, just because he's, I don't know. I just like his attitude way better. LeBron James seems as though he just kind of grew up like coddled type thing. Mm -hmm. um, he had that tattoo on his back. What did it say? What, what's that? What's his 
He's got a million tattoos. His main yeah. tattoo, though, where it's, it's like a chosen. Yeah, chosen, oh, chosen one, yes. chosen something like that. And it's like, all right, dude. Well, I missed that election. I, I did miss that vote or whatever that chosen. Who chose him? Uh, <laughs> that's weird. Uh, awesome, man. Yeah. Remember, I think that, you know, you made, you had a, what's the word they use? Cameo. You had a cameo appearance on one of our earlier podcasts. It was me and Sam out on the patio. Oh, yes. And you were in the audience, if you will, and mm-hmm. had a few. One one word little comment. So the, snipers. Yeah, a little sniper McDermott here. Sniper Brian, maybe is your new name. Uh okay. This is a this is a, this is a serious one. Okay. In and out burger or Miguel's Mexican food. Oh man. <laughs> Miguel's Miguel's Miggy's every day. Wow. Oh, that is breaking news. Are you kidding me? And I'm not even gonna explain myself. Oh, dude. That hey. To each his own. That is powerful stuff. That is awesome. This is what happens when you when uh you strike a deal with the Corona Norca Unified School District <laughs> and supply them with burritos for my whole K through twelve experience. You get the kids hooked at a young age, and they're coming back and they're choosing you over in and out. Wow, it's an addiction. I mean, hey, you put the good stuff out there. That is wow. And you're moving to Texas. I mean, I'll never have it again, dude. No, 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 that, that don't say never. We will, we'll find a way. Wow. I, I, I thought you would probably go that way. You know, if I was one of the pollsters in, in the presidential, of, uh, you know, <laughs> election, I would have probably been wrong on that one. I thought you'd still go in and out. Okay. Wow. Ooh, I don't know if I'll get over that one. Okay. We just talked about this, but so I kind of think I know where you're going. Podcasts or music. Hmm. It really depends on the day, but I'll go with podcasts right now. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I could throw on music for a whole day and not be mad about it. <laughs> well, you're you're like me. I mean, I, every time I see you, you have you had head, headphones in. Yeah, usually walking out the door or walking uh, out to the patio or whatever. So uh, I don't know. That was just something I thought about. Um, okay, uh, let's see. What do you think? What would be another good? How about this? How about uh, fact or fiction? Meaning. Like a historical movie, or a movie that's just like I don't know, okay, just out there. What what would you what would be your your choice on that? Uh, so wait, so like of it's like a choice movie? of a movie. Like, would you want something that's just an original story or a, a slapstick comedy or whatever, or something that's like based on a historical event? Mm, okay, I got you. Um, I would probably stay the documentary or yeah i would say the historical event like if i look back at my favorite movies they're usually kind of based in that light like braveheart based off william uh, wallace uh, um yeah like goodfellas casino that kind of stuff's always based on somewhat like a true scenario you're right somewhat yeah. <laughs> no i think i'm the same way that's yeah. that's true yeah, and even the some of the stories that they go way off track uh-huh. uh it's still to know that, hey, some of this might have happened. Yeah, like I'm not a huge, like I've never seen one Star Wars. I've never seen Lord of the Rings. God bless you. So if you're going to throw that shit on, I'm walking out. So yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't say fantasy or anything like that is my favorite. No, no, that's awesome. Uh, okay, what do you think of these uh, championship parades that both the Lakers and Dodgers are going to have here uh, very soon, I'm assuming, or uh, or are they are they considered peaceful protests or are they non-essential? What are your thoughts on maybe the city of Los Angeles, the, the governor of California? Are they going to shut down uh, these big moments for uh, Los Angelinos or is it going to be 
uh, hey guys, safety is more important. When it comes to the Lakers and Dodgers parade, I'm 100% behind anything Gavin Newsom chooses, <laughs> and the public safety <laughs> is the number one responsibility. We shouldn't even acknowledge that they have won anything at this point because it may cause a stir and an uptick in cases. So Garcetti and Newsom shut it down. <laughs> You know what? That flight to Texas can't come soon enough. Let me tell you. Oh, that's fantastic. I never thought I'd hear you on board with Newsom and Garcetti. That's that's a first. Uh, that's more shocking to me than the uh, Miguel's over in and out burger. That's fantastic. Oh, boy, Brian. Well, it's uh, approaching Halloween here. Uh, this this recording will be out on Friday, right before Halloween Eve. All mm. Hallows Eve, if you will. Nice. Um, when are you heading out to uh, Texas? I know soon, right? Um, yeah. So I'm thinking. Oh, well, not thinking. At the end of November, I'll be out of here, wow. and gonna go to Florida a couple weeks, hit up the parents, and then head out. Fantastic, man. Well, yeah. I wish you nothing but the best. I'm gonna be sad to see you go. It's been a fun time here for a few months. Uh, you know, all living together, and it's been uh, real. You've been a great roomie, man. Oh, bro. I, the, likewise, the pleasure's all on this side. And uh, I'm going to miss walking in the hallway, venting sports to uh, to somebody and getting your, your takes because you always have a good one. So Thanks, as we sir. wrap it up, Brian, uh, any other thoughts or words of wisdom? Um, just everybody out there. Thanks for listening and uh, get home safe. Thanks again, Brian McDermott, for coming on the program. That was an awesome time. Really enjoyed chatting with you even though i'm gonna see you later i'm gonna see you downstairs uh when we're passing in the halls maybe out on the patio but you know what to share our conversations with our listeners here i I hope everyone enjoyed it as much as i did and you know what brian and i we're gonna have a fun halloween weekend as well as uh with our other roommates here the cassell family the the five of us and our friends and and family it's gonna be a great time so happy halloween again to everyone out there and brian mcdermott I'm holding you to it, man. We got to get out to, to watch one of these, uh, what, what do you call them, soccer matches? I don't even know what the terminology is and everything. Looking forward to uh, being around the Celtic supporters. And uh, you know what? The green and white. I, I can get behind that. I mean, let's go. Let's go. Uh, I know that it's different than the Boston Celtics, so I can push that aside uh, and uh, cheer for the Celtic football team. Looking forward to that, Brian. Thanks again for coming on. Well, guys, that will wrap up our week of shows with our new format here on the Get Home Safe podcast. We put out shows Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Monday is just a sports recap show with me generally. I don't know if I'm going to be bringing in people or not, but the past few Mondays, I've just rambled away about college football, uh, NFL football, usually a UFC fight or a boxing match. I talk about those things. The World Series was recently, so we chatted about all those things uh, the previous couple of Mondays, and we're going to continue to do that here and moving forward. So that's what to look for on Mondays. On Wednesdays, of course, we are joined by Bill Barnes, the retired police officer and retired college baseball umpire. He's here every single Wednesday on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in with our good friend Bill. Uh, We try to get episodes out on time with Bill, so sometimes we have to record Tuesday night, or in the case of this week, we recorded super late on Wednesday night and just barely made our deadline. 
if you will, because we know there are plenty of fans out there who love listening to the one and only Bill Barnes. And for those of you who don't, well, there's other options. There's other there's a Monday show and there's a Friday show that you can tune in. And uh, our Friday shows are much like today, what you heard, a brief uh, intro from me, a stud, stud segment where we talk about a hero, someone in the military, law enforcement, and then we get into a long-form interview with a guest. So I'm really happy with the way things are going. I got to be honest, it's not always easy with this new work schedule and everything, trying to piece everything together and do some very late recordings late at night. But you know what? It's a challenge. I'm ready for it. I'm excited about it. And we're going to continue to do that here on the Get Home Safe podcast. More fun next week. Another great interview on Friday. Can't wait to get to it. Guys, if you're new to the show, there's plenty of ways to follow the Get Home Safe podcast. We have a Twitter handle that is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast. And our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. We would love to hear from you. So shoot us an email or message us through social media. Plenty of options there. There's also some links in the episode notes. If you click on those, you can send us a voice message. We can have your voice part of the show if you want on a quick clip, almost like a caller calling into a show. So those are some options, ways that you can reach out to us at the Get Home Safe podcast. We love hearing from you just like you hear from us Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Looking forward to the weekend. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. If you do want to contact us, get some questions in this weekend, whether it be about your uh, thoughts on your sports teams that are struggling uh, like mine have in the past and, uh, you know, in going forward, I don't know, uh, or just some questions for Bill Barnes or questions or challenges for me, whatever the case is, we'd love to hear from you and can't wait to hear from you. So those are some options, guys. I wish everyone happy Halloween. Get out there, eat a bunch of candy, uh, do bad things, but be responsible, of course. Dress up, play nice, have some fun. It's going to be a solid, solid weekend. Brian McDermott, thanks for bringing it today. Going to be a blast seeing and hanging out with you this weekend, along with so many other people. So guys, happy Halloween. Be safe out there. But guys, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.